0: So as a kid in my household, I grew up with all sorts of different types of rules and regulations, Um, had to be in by a certain amount of time, even when I was in my teenage years. If I went outside to go play and by teenage, I mean like my early teens, like 13, 14. If I went outside to go ride my bike or whatnot, like I couldn't leave from in front of the house, um, which was insane for a lot of my friends because, you know, they were allowed to go all over the place, but not me. And I used to be so mad, like, why can't I go and do this, that, and the other? But, you know, once I became an adult and the darkness of this world started to become more prevalent to me because I'm now in the world and I'm not under the shelter of my parents' roof and care. Um, I started to understand the reasons why there were so many rules placed on me and my brothers, because my parents wanted to keep us safe. And they could see the bigger picture, whereas as a child, I couldn't see the bigger picture. And that's exactly what it's like being a child of Yahuwah. He sees the bigger picture because we have to remember he exists outside of time because he created time. So he sees our past, present, and future all at the same time, which is how he's able to tell us, okay, this is what's coming up ahead so you need to watch out you need to do this you need to do that and a lot of times we don't listen and we wind up falling into the traps of the enemy so yeah (laughs) that's what we're going to talk about today all right let's get into it older brother um, that used to run cross country in high school. And our high school and middle school was separated by the football stadium that a lot of the schools in the county would use. I mean, we used it as like our personal football stadium, but it was really the county's football stadium. But anyway, there was a gentleman on the cross country team that my brother was on named Derek Peterson. Derek Peterson actually went on to run in the Olympics. Um, I can't remember when and how long ago and if it was something consistent but if you google Derek peterson olympics i'm pretty sure you'll be able to pull him up but anyway Derek peterson was the best male cross-country runner in several of the counties in georgia and he had an excellent strategy whenever he would run in a race he would figure out or he would already know who the second best runner because he already knew he was the best He would figure out who the second best runner was and he would purposely run directly behind that person throughout the majority of the race. Because when you run behind somebody, when any of us are running, like say we're being chased or say we're in a race, subconsciously when someone is running behind you and you can feel them and you can hear their footsteps and you can hear them taking their breaths, it subconsciously makes you run a little bit faster. So what he was doing was he was setting, he was intentionally setting the pace of that person without them realizing that's what he was doing. He was using his presence to cause them to run faster than what they normally would run that race. But at the same time, he was running that race slower than what he would normally run it. And then when they would get to the home stretch, because he had preserved some of his energy by running slower behind that person... When they got to the home stretch and they could see the finish line, he would sprint to the finish line and that person could not catch him because he had caused them to use up all of their energy trying to stay in front of him. And so he would win the race. He would pace them is what it's called. He would pace them. And I think they do it in NASCAR as well, but I really, I was never a NASCAR fan, so I'm not even going to speak on that. But that's what Derek used to do all the time. And every single time he would get that first place prize. So there's two scenarios that we can look at here. In the first scenario, Hasatan is Derek when we're not submitted to Yahushua Hamashiach. But in the second scenario, we are Derek when we are submitted to Yahushua Hamashiach. It's very important that we don't get caught up fighting in petty battles with the enemy. Because the petty battles that the enemy brings to us are just like Derek running behind the second best runner to pace them. A lot of these different things that come up in our lives personally or around us that might affect us, you know, by proxy. A lot of these things, the enemy is just using it to pace you. So you'll exert more energy than you need to exert fighting these, putting out these little pity pat fires, these petty battles. So when the ultimate battle comes, and what is the ultimate battle? Not being caught up in accepting the mark of the beast, not falling under the strong delusion that Yahuwah is sending. That's the ultimate battle. But what he wants you to do is he wants you to he wants to pace you so you could be like the five foolish virgins that didn't have enough oil to make it into the feast. That's what he's hoping for. And when we're not submitted to Yahushua Hamashiach. That's exactly what happens to us. We wind up exerting all of our energy, putting out these little fires, and then we don't have any oil left to fight the ultimate battle. But when we submit ourselves to Yahushua Hamashiach, we no longer have to worry about that because we are now the ones setting the pace for Ye- for Hasatan. And we know we've already won through Yahushua Hamashiach. It's a guaranteed win, just like it was always a guaranteed win for Derek scripture that I always use that <laughs> it seems like a lot of these scriptures that you hear me using on these, on these episodes it's they're being ingrained in me so Yachanam, um, Yaakonam I'm sorry Yaakov four and seven submit yourself to Yahuwah resist the devil and he will flee so let's look at the first part of that submit yourself to Yahuwah hand over the thoughts and feelings you have in that moment so he can exchange them for more of his ruach, okay? You have to. The word of Yahuwah says to be angry and sin not. So we, can, it's okay that we are angry, but in that moment when we realize that we're becoming angry and our flesh is rising up, we're supposed to hand that over to Yahuwah so he can give us his strength. Think of Yahusha in the Garden of Gethsemane. He went to go pray. He knew what was about to happen to him. That's why he went to the garden and he was consecrating himself. He was preparing himself for that battle because, matter of fact, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he was preparing himself for that battle. And later on, um, you're going to hear why because I'm actually going to read the scripture that shows us the reason why he had to go consecrate himself in that garden. Before we move on, I just want to read Um, Yohokanon chapter 15, John chapter 15. I am going to read the entire thing and I am coming from the New King James Version. I do like to change the names to the correct name, but if I start stumbling, it's because my brain is a little slow on (laughs) um, transferring one name into the other, okay? So just bear with me. So starting in verse one and Yohokanon or John chapter 15, it reads, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So his word cleanses us, okay? Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches." disciples talmudim, students so before i go any further that was um verse seven if i'm not mistaken yeah no verse eight so before i go, go any further think about the fruit that he's talking about galatians 5 22 and 23 he's talking about the fruit of the ruach hakodesh, the nine fruit you cannot bear the nine fruit of ruach hakodesh if you're not submitting to yahusha that's what he's talking about okay As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may may be full. Now, does that sound like someone that is putting out all these little petty battles? Joy? You can't have joy if you're constantly running around putting out these little fires that aren't even close to burning you up, consuming you. Sometimes they have nothing to do with us and we're still over here trying to put it out. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that to, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name, remember name is nature character authority. Whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you these things. I command you that you love one another. (laughs) If the world hates you, You know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Hmm. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. So he's the light of the world. Remember, he, he illuminated their sin. I don't like using that word illuminated because the Illuminati. So, so so, he brought their sin to light. There you go. It's the same thing, but it's just, I'm sorry, you guys. That's just in my mind. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done Among them, the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. (laughs) Whoa. Which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Hmm. But when the helper comes, the helper being Ruach HaKodesh, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth or the Ruach Amatsh, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Yahusha said a mouthful, you guys. He said a mouthful, but the main thing that I just want you to keep in mind is what he was saying about remaining in him, and will bear much fruit. You can't bear the fruit of Ruach HaKodesh, the nine fruit of Ruach HaKodesh. if you're not submitting yourself to Yahusha Hamashiach. You can't. It's impossible. It is impossible. You will fall. You will fumble, okay? And the seed that he planted in you is his word. So that brings me back to when Yahushua was in the Garden of Gethsemane. So you remember I was talking about how it was, <laughs> how it was connected, how this was all connected. So when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was consecrating himself and he was preparing himself for the battle. He knew that he had to get on that tree. He knew it. And he also knew that the enemy would do everything that he possibly could to take away his righteousness so that when he got on to that execution stake, when he was impaled, it would be for naught. His sacrifice would be worthless. He tried it. He tried it, y'all. He tried it, but he didn't succeed. Because when, after Yahushua was arrested, when the Sanhedrin brought him before Pontius Pilate, you remember it said that he spoke not a word. He understood the assignment, you guys. He understood that all this stuff that you're over here accusing me of, all this other stuff that you got going on, this is, this is ridiculous. He saw the bigger picture. He understood the strategy. He knew he was being paced by the devil. But what he did was he took he took the devil's schemes and he turned it around on him and he began to pace the devil instead <laughs> in modern ter- terms we call it trolling but his trolling he was the ultimate troll because he didn't even say anything you guys so check this out this is mark or marcus 15 i'm gonna read verses 1 to 11 immediately in the morning the chief priests these are Yahudim Jews okay immediately in the morning the chief priests had a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council and they bound Yahushua led him away and delivered him to Pilate then Pilate asked him are you the king of the Yahudim he answered and said to him it is as you say so they spoke he spoke the truth about him and he answered him okay but listen to this and the chief priests accused him of many things but he answered nothing now they're accusing him he's standing in front of the governor okay <laughs> being accused of blasphemy okay this is a pun- this is a, a crime punishable by death and him being Yahushua already knew that he was going to be convicted and sentenced to the death penalty he knew that but he still said nothing then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you? But Yahusha still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Whoo wee! Pilate marveled, you guys. Because this is this is contrary to the natural behavior that we've been taught, which is to clap back, defend ourselves, and argue and all this other stuff. He didn't say anything, and it caused this Gentile man to be like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa!" He marvelled, you guys. Continuing on, now at the feast, he was accustomed to release, to releasing. I'm sorry, one prisoner to them, whomever they they requested, and there was one named Barabbas, which actually means son of the father, by the way, but he's the false son of the father who was chained with his fellow rebels, they had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude crying aloud began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them saying, do you want me to release to you the king of the Yahudim? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. Mm. So even Pilate understood, y'all jealous of this man. (laughs) Y'all ridiculous. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd. So these are the religious leaders. Stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. These are the religious leaders stirring up the crowd. Impale him, impale him. They want this man dead. And even Pilate, a Gentile leader, knew it was because they was jealous. Hmm. But yet and still, Yahusha didn't say anything. He didn't stop it. He saw the bigger picture. If you go back to the book of Yohukonon, John, in chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, Yahushua, he tells his Talmudim that these types of things would happen. Listen to this. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble or That word that's used there, I can't remember what it is or how to pronounce it, but basically the definition of the word that's used there is so that you should not be made to be offended. He's talking about offense. Don't become offended. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, (laughs) the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers Yahuwah service. So if these people are thinking they're offering Yahuwah service, that means that they have to be people that believe in Yahuwah in the first place. So who exactly is it that's going to be persecuting you? Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. So he's warning. He war- He gave us a warning in his word. He gave us his word that this would happen, you guys. But yet and still, we don't believe his word, which is the reason why we're still operating in the nature, character, and authority of Hashatan. The same nature, character, and authority that we were born into by the sin of Adam and Huah. We have to be born again. We have to come out of this world. We have to be born again, you guys. So the revelation that Ruach HaKadosh gave me about this, and I may have spoken on it on previous episodes. I know I've spoken about it on my YouTube channel. But the fact that Yahushua didn't say anything then, but in Revelation chapter 19, it says that his word is what's going to slaughter the kings and the kingdoms of this world, shows us the mercy he was showing mercy to them by not answering them a word. Listen to this. Go to um, Revelation 19. If you've got to pause it, go ahead and do so now. Um, Revelation 19, starting at verse 11. Let me find it first. Okay, here it is. <laughs> and I'm going to go from 11 to 21, Okay. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of Yahuwah. Mm. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses and... Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Yahuwah Haggadah. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written Malek of Malek Ha-Melechim <laughs> and Adonai Adonim. Yeah. (laughs) King of kings and lord of lords. I hate using the word lords, but y'all probably like what? (laughs) So kings, king of kings and lord of lords is what it says. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried with a loud voice saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather together for the supper of the great Elohim that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in the presence, in his presence, I'm sorry, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast, and those who worshiped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Mm, They weren't even slaughtered. They were cast alive. But listen to this, though. This is verse 21. And the rest were killed with the sword, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. What is that sword? It's his word. Ephesians 6. 14 tells us that the sword is the word of is is the word of yahuwah well it says sword of the spirit but you still feel me it says stand therefore having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all taking the shield of faith which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. So it's it's verse 17, my bad, but it's still Ephesians chapter 6. And take the helmet of salvation. So the helmet of salvation is Yahushua. He's our covering. He covers. He's our head. Okay, he is our head. He covers us. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of Yahuwah. So we saw a picture of Yahushua exercising his grace and mercy on the Sanhedrin. His own people, because they was trying, oh, they wanted to kill him because they were jealous. They wanted to kill him, but he did not allow the little pity pat pettiness of the Sanhedrin to keep him from being impaled on that cross or on that tree. He didn't allow it to happen for our sake. We have to always remember that we are at war. And as the bride of Mashiach, we have to trust that our bridegroom fights on our behalf while we guard the seed he placed in us, which is his word. So going back to the first scripture that I read, I want to say it's Marcus chapter 15, but I can't remember. (laughs) But starting in, you know, the first scripture that I read, which was talking about us abiding in him and, you know, bearing much fruit if we abide in him. His word is the seed that he planted in us. So we have to guard his word while he fights on our behalf. And the thing about that is I actually had a YouTube video that was talking about that. It was talking about um, prenatal care. How the same way a woman would go through the steps of prenatal care while she was carrying the seed of the man within her womb. That's the same thing that we have to do with Yahusha's word. You know, uh, Ruach Kadesh had me to talk about how we have to go to the doctor's appointments, right? Uh, wellness checks, I guess is what it's called. Um, those are the feast times. I, when we, whenever we come together with him during his feasts, his holy days, his holy Shabbats, we are going to our doctor's appointments. Okay? Whenever we... Um, When when you're pregnant, you have to watch the things that you put into your body because that baby is ultimately going to eat whatever it is that you eat. So we have to watch what we put into our Ruach whenever we are carrying the seed of Yahushua. We have to watch what we put into our Ruachs, which means you can no longer watch any and everything on television. You can no, no longer engage in certain activities. You have to cut certain people out of your life. Like this, We have to guard His word. You have to exercise. I mean, the same way that we would take care of a fetus in our physical bodies, we have to guard his word that is in our Ruach. And there was way more that Ruach Kadesh had me to say on that um, YouTube video. <clears throat> and you know what? I will try my best if I can to see if I can link that video to the description of this podcast episode. I'm not really sure how this works, (laughs) but if you want it, just email me if I'm not, if you don't see it in the descriptions because I couldn't figure it out, so just email me and I will send it to you because when I tell you, of Gadesh be flowing, you guys, he be flowing. And as always, I just encourage you to go back and just read the entire, if I ever read just part of a scripture, a chapter or something. Go back and read the entire thing for context. It's always, don't, don't ever just take my word for it. You, it's up to you to judge what Ruach I'm coming in. That is your responsibility. So if I say, like, for instance, I just read, um, Revelation 19, 11 to 21. Well, what about verses one to 11? I mean, one to 10. And if I'm not mistaken, I have, I've, flipped out off of that page right now but I don't think it just ends at verse 21 either and if it doesn't again it's up to you to test the spirit that I'm operating in to see whether it's of Yahuwah and part of that is you going back and you reading the entire chapter asking him about it and sometimes even reading the chapter before and after okay that's your, that's your responsibility and make sure you're doing it. I don't care. I'm not offended by you doing that. If you don't do it, I'm going to be looking at you upside your head. Like if we're in person and I'm just telling you stuff and you're just taking everything that I'm saying, you're like, mm-hmm, 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 and you don't have no moments where you're just like, I don't know. Let me, let me go. I'm going to be looking at you upside your head like, bruh. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm just going to read um two verses. One is from... Um, Yahukanan Rashan, which is first John, chapter two, verse one. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Yahusha Hamashiach the righteous. Ooh, he is our advocate. Mm. Remember, I said he's fighting on our on our behalf, and it's our job to guard his seed. He's fighting for us so that we can guard his seed. And then Romayim, or Romans 8 and 34, says, Who is he who condemns? Is it Mashiach who died and furthermore is also risen? Who is even at the right hand of Yahuwah who, makes, who also makes intercession for us? So Yahusha is at the right hand of Yahuwah making intercession for us. Hmm. That means that he's fighting for us at the right hand of Yahuwah. And our job is to guard his... He's fighting for us because his seed is in us. This picture a husband who got his wife pregnant and now their whole family, like people come to their house and they're attacking the house. He's going to tell the woman to guard, you know, to to get a weapon and go hide somewhere. Not hide somewhere, but to get a weapon and stay in the house. And he's going to go out and fight that battle to protect his wife. And she's going to have protection, but her protection is to protect that seed. Because if she dies, so does the seed. It's such a beautiful marriage, but we don't want to submit because we want to be like Gomer. We want to have all these different husbands and still have a righteous husband at home. Well, all these different lovers and still have a righteous husband at home that's waiting for us to get back from all of our whoring. And... (laughs) please understand (laughs) i know it sounds like i'm fussing and i'm not fussing i'm just super excited and amped because this podcast is leading up to this It's teaching us how to fight you have to first purge yourself of the things that's keeping you from being able to fight keeping you from being able to see the father you know keeping you from being able to see what it is that our king has done and is doing. I told you I was excited about this down, downhill uh, descent from the mountain of healing because you got to heal before you can go out and fight this battle. Otherwise, you're going to be a casualty of war and Yahuwah doesn't want that. So listen, the the meat and potatoes of most of this is going to be... So I'm coming from Matithyahu 7. The meat and potatoes is 21 and 23. verses 21 and 23, but I'm going to start from verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the broad is the gate. I'm sorry, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Now think about it. There's a lot of people that fight on their own behalf. There's a lot of people who clap back. There's a lot of people that do this stuff, right? And let me go back uh, real quick to the whole guarding the word that's in us. I know that I didn't make it clear because I'm at one moment I'm saying, don't fight on our behalf. And the other moment I'm saying, oh yeah, you got a weapon. You're supposed to fight to guard that word. Understand that our idea of fighting is not Yahuwah's idea of fighting. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through Yahuwah, through the pulling down of strongholds. That's the type of fighting that I'm talking about. Okay. So we are supposed to be ruachally spiritually fighting our weapons that we were given were spiritual weapons of war. Okay. Told our rock for having me to go back and clarify that because I know that there was some confusion that was trying to come in just now. And we already know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper by Hashem Yahushua HaMashiach. And moving on verse 14 says, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Let me read that again. Narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. It's difficult to have people slandering you and dragging your character and your name through the mud and you just ignore it. (laughs) It's difficult, and I fully believe that's the reason why Yahuwah told us to be angry but sin not. He knows. He knows. He knows you're going to get upset. But he's saying, listen, come to me. Submit yourself to me. Then resist the devil and he'll flee. That's what he's telling us. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear good fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Going back to Galatians 5. So Galatians five nineteen to 21, talks about the works of the flesh or you can say the fruit of the flesh and then 22 and 23 talks about the fruit of the Ruach and there's only nine fruit of the Ruach but there's several fruits of the flesh okay but basically I mentioned it in another um, episode if you plant an apple tree you can't expect an orange tree to grow an apple tree is going to bear an apple tree an orange tree is going to produce an orange tree Um, Going back to Genesis, where it talked about the creation, you know, it talks about how every bird created after its kind and every land creature created after its kind and every um, bird of the air created after its kind and every plant created after its kind. He's letting you know you can't produce what you aren't. So if you go back to when Yahushua was talking to Nicodemus, he said that we have to be born of water and ruach. You have to be born again of the water and Ruach HaKodesh, which means that you have to become a spiritual being. Because until then, you are born into sin, which is the flesh nature. And if you are still living under the flesh nature, you can only produce the works or the fruit of the flesh. You cannot produce the works or the fruit of Ruach HaKodesh if you are a carnal person. But if you are a spiritual man, if you're born again of Ruach HaKodesh, Now you can produce fruits of Ruach HaKodesh. Hopefully that makes sense. Not everyone who says to me, Adoni, Adoni shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Adoni, Adoni, have we not prophesied in your name, which is nature, character, and authority, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers, or you who practice lawlessness, which is you who, um, he says, you workers of iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness. So I want to go back to where he says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. So the word knew in the Greek, and this is for those that think that the Greek has no place. The Greek word there is ginosko it's an implication of a sexual nature. So go back to Adam and Hua. It says that Adam knew his wife and she did conceive Cain. And then he knew his wife again and she conceived Abel or, you know, I could be wrong about who was born first, but you get my point. He knew her and then she conceived a child. So What Yahusha is saying is, I never placed my word in you. He said, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. He is the righteous husband that we all want. And he's telling these pretenders, these hypocrites, these actors, I didn't place my word in you. I'm here for my bride and I'm faithful to my bride. Depart from me, I never knew you. That is a that is so powerful. And I, I pray <laughs> that you guys are understanding the gravity of what he has me saying right now because I was so excited, I promise you. And I apologize if I came on here sounding like I was just fussing because I wasn't. I'm excited about this word, you guys. I'm excited because he is showing me by bringing this word right now. He is showing me how faithful he is to those who who are still placing their hope in him because i know that this world looks like oh man what is going on i know that the the enemy is pacing us right now you guys but yahusha is saying if you do the things that i'm telling you to you'll begin to pace the enemy and you remember the story that i told you about Derek peterson because he paced the end because he paced that that second best runner he won the race every single time I've been sent to tell you that if you abide in Yahusha, you will win the race every single time. Every single time. Even when it looks like you're you're coming in second. Derek didn't care about how it looked to the people on the side watching the race. Cause to them it looked like, man, isn't he supposed to be number one? But he 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 coming in behind, he's number two right now. He didn't care about that because he already knew what he was doing and why he was doing it. And he knew that come come time, he was going to kick it in and he was going to scoot on past that number two, that number one person, I'm sorry, to take the number one place and ultimately finish the race as the number one competitor. He knew it. He didn't care how he looked in the process. Hallelujah. Why? He didn't care how he looked in the process. Catch this, you guys. He didn't care how he looked in the process because he already knew he won. We. Y'all ain't never heard me get like this on one of these podcasts before, but I'm over here like, whew. okay, <laughs> let me try to calm down because I got to finish this. Okay. So I'm going to read uh cave uh, of which is first Peter chapter one. I'm going to start from verse 13 and I'm going to go to verse 21. And in my new King James Bible, this actually has a subtitle and it says living before Yahuwah our Elohim. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Yahushua Hamashiach. That's the book of Revelation. That's the revelation that he's talking about. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And that is actually Vaicra or Leviticus 11, 44, 45, 19 and 2, 20 and 7. Mm, 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 mm. And if you call on the father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. So you weren't bought with money. Okay. From your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, so this is the tradition of men, but with the precious blood of Mashiach, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So let's go back. <clears throat> so in verse eighteen, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. So he's talking about the kinsman redeemer. There is a such thing in Yerush um, in Yasharal called the kinsman redeemer. And you could basically purchase back your kinsman out of slavery using, you know, silver and gold money. But he's saying that Yahusha, being our kinsman redeemer, he purchased you with his blood, an incorruptible, an incorruptible thing. The money was corruptible, but his blood is incorruptible. So that's what he's talking about. That's why he says, "But with the precious blood of Mashiach." As of a lamb without blemish and without spot, so he's saying he is our kinsman redeemer. He didn't purchase you with money that can perish away with, by by rusting or being stolen. He purchased us with his blood, an incorruptible thing. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in Yahuwah, who raised him from the dead. And gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in Yahuwah. So that your faith and hope are in Yahuwah. So to sum it all up, you guys. (laughs) Because this is a long one, but it was needed. And hallelujah. To sum it all up, you guys. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. Can't go off. Swinging and jumping and being distracted by every single thing that's going on because that's the goal of the enemy. Got to remember, the enemy used to guard the throne of Yahuwah. And Yahuwah is the ultimate war strategist. He created strategy. (laughs) He is wisdom. He's the ultimate war strategist. So Hashatan gets his war strategies from Yahuwah. That's how he, that's why he always tries to fight us with the things of Yahuwah. Because he was there witnessing Yahuwah working out the things that he worked out. (laughs) So in that, he has an advantage over us until we give our life to Yahushua Hamashiach. And he has given us Ruach HaKodesh, who is our helper. What is he helping us to do? Fight against the enemy. (laughs) he's helping us to fight against the enemy and the way we do this is to know when to shut up and sit down somewhere (laughs) simply put simply put do not waste all your energy because it looks like the enemy is you know what I'm saying because it looks like the enemy's about to get you (laughs) because subconsciously the enemy is playing on you wanting to win But you got to be like Derek and know you already won, even though it looks to other people like you lost, or at least that you came in second. It looks like you're not winning to other people, but you got to know for a fact that when you get in that home stretch, you finna float on past the enemy to that finish line to take the number one spot. You got to know, you got to know that. You got to know that because if you're so focused on how it looks right now, how you look to other people and all this other stuff, you're You're going to lose. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And that's why it's so necessary for all the other episodes to have happened, to teach you how to look at yourself, to purge you of all these things. Yahushua is not going to place his word in you if you got all this other gunk in you that you don't want to let go of. Like, he's just not going to do it. Because how can I trust you to take care of my seed if you're not even taking care of your own vessel, you got all this other crap going on and you're not trying to get rid of it and then you want me to place my seed in you so my seed can be corrupted? No. 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 <laughs> no. War games. This is the strategy. This is the wisdom that Yahusha is banking on us to, to understand these he get he he spoke these things plainly to his talmudim in his word and even now we're still misunderstanding it because we're so busy caught up in the pity patty battles that have nothing to do with our salvation and everything to do with our destruction all right i'm gonna go because it started getting a little nippy out here and i wasn't planning on this episode being this long this was actually Uh, It's been a long time since I've done a just (laughs) on-the-fly episode, and that's what this is. So hallelujah for that because... I have a few notes, but I didn't really write out the episode like I normally do because I know that I stumble over words and I lose track of what it is that I'm doing and I have a tendency to ramble. So I tried to write out everything that you, that Kadesh has given me to say and then that's why some of my episodes probably sound like I'm reading from a script because technically I am. But <laughs> this time I was only halfway reading from a script. And yeah, those revelations, like, mm-mm. So I just want y'all to know this was a very raw episode. It's war games, y'all. We in a war. We in a battle. You can't forget that. And we have a loving husband that's up there fighting on our behalf. We got to guard his seed, though. We got to guard his seed, you guys. And guarding his seed means that you can't go and expel all your energy in this battle. That has nothing to do with your salvation. You got to guard his seed. Stand ten toes down, knowing that your husband... Oh, he finna have something to do with your salvation. He finna come for you. He's your kinsman redeemer. He finna protect you, you guys. All right. I love you. <laughs> As always, if you want to get in touch with me, um, you can contact me at, replenishme at gmail.com R-I-P-L-E-N-I-S-H, me at gmail.com. I love you. And until next time, shalom, Alaheem. <laughs>